You're listening to the official Push Square podcast featuring Ben and Ben. Do you push square? Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Push Square Podcast. My name is Ben Potter, and I'll be your host for the official podcast of the best PlayStation website on the internet, PushSquare.com. And joining me, as always, even though it's only been 26 times, is Ben Tarrant. Hello, Tarrant. Hello, Potter. How? Well, I know you're not You're not doing very well. Why are you not doing very well? Alcohol. Right. And why is that? What did you do? I overindulged slightly last night, and it's now, what, nearly six o'clock the evening of the next day, and I'm still feeling it. Mm. So yeah, pretty pretty ropey. Have you had plenty of water? Oh, I'm on like my 12th pint of water. I've mm. drunk more water than I did alcohol. That's it. You're never going to get better. That's what that means. Yeah. I'm You're going like to feel this, this forever. forever. Yeah. Yeah, Yay. you're screwed. But... Hopefully it eased your pain a little bit, Taryn, but this week was E3 week, or is still E3 week, it's Wednesday currently, but uh, yeah, exciting stuff. It's gaming Christmas, essentially. Crept up out of nowhere. It really did, you never saw it coming, that's a Persona 5 reference there, people who played that will know that song. Um, Yeah, no, it's been a crazy week of, of some announcements, some. Yeah, so uh, a lot of gameplay footage, a lot of games, and uh, the you know the usual suspects doing their conferences. But we're going to talk all about it now. Obviously, focusing on PlayStation and Sony. Are you ready to get started, Tarrant? I am. Let's do this. So first up, big E three news points. That's what we've got written here. Skull and Bones. Skull and Bones. This was unveiled at Ubisoft's conference. Yep. And it looks like they've finally listened to everyone who said, hey, that <laughs> stuff from Black Assassin's Creed Black Flag was pretty good. And they've just turned it into a game. Which I think is a really good way to deal with the feedback. They could have made some Assassin's Creed game, like kept it Black within... Black Flag 2. Yeah, they could have kept it within the franchise, but instead they, they looked at it. And it's the same team behind Black Flag so the pedigree is still there and stuff but they've made it a whole new IP um, which I think enables them to build a lot more freely on the idea it looks Mm -hmm. really good that was quietly one of my big surprises actually I was genuinely interested in that I I loved building up my jackdaw in uh, Assassin's Creed 4 right right that was, I must admit that was one of the Assassin's Creed that was actually the last Assassin's Creed game I played I and I couldn't really get into it oh really uh yeah I know I know a lot of people liked it but I just I don't know I think any fondness of Assassin's Creed and its tropes were killed dead for me with Assassin's Creed 3 and oh, as much yeah. as I tried with Assassin's Creed 4, I just couldn't get back. As soon as I started having to free run along things and do stabbings and hide on benches and stuff, I just couldn't. I was turned off, sadly. 3 was pretty awful. I think that was quite unanimous. But uh, it's four, a shame, 4 was good. I really liked yeah, four. 4. 4 was definitely better than 3, but for whatever reason, I couldn't get into it. But Skull and Bones, uh, this is going to please a lot of people. Mm. 
definitely. People are going to be very excited. So up next is Far Cry 5, again, from Ubisoft's conference, which was uh-huh. actually, all in all, as far as Ubisoft goes, not nearly as cringy as I thought it was going to be. It was, I think, it was a super weird conference, because they clearly dropped Aisha Tyler. Yeah. And they had a weird, awkward no businessman conference instead, where they were showing cool stuff, but it was really bizarrely presented. A lot um, of tears. A lot, well, yeah, there were some tears. I think they just needed an anchor for the whole thing, like Aisha Tyler, uh, to glue it all together. Interesting. So you miss her now that she's gone? No, not. I don't miss her. I didn't. I like Aisha Tyler. I didn't really like her when she did Ubisoft stuff. It always felt a bit, bit patronising, right, uh, and not sincere. But I do think there was something missing this year when because they were just cutting between various businessmen. Um, with the most outrageous French accents ever. Yeah, some of them were uh, almost unintelligible. I was, it was incredible. I, I loved them, but I do think they needed someone there to, you know, just just hold it together a bit. Interesting. But there you go, Far Cry 5, which looks really, really good, I think. Again, I'm super surprised because it's another franchise that went really stale for me. Right. Um Blood Dragon was probably the last time I had a huge amount of fun with the Far Cry franchise. But um, the the stuff that they're going with 5, it's a, a, a bit of a touchy subject, isn't it? This whole... Um, so that's like Christian extremist, isn't it? Sort of, yeah. Yeah, just like it's a cult, basically. Far, KKK. A, yeah, right. I don't know why someone would really have a problem with that. They're, they're fictitious. Well, They're exactly. fictitious, so that shouldn't really be an issue. But I think this looks awful, Tarrant. I think it looks really? rubbish. Yeah, as with, I, I do the same with Assassin's Creed um, and the huh. crew and every single open world game I saw from Ubisoft this year. Okay. I'm just sick of it. They, they're all the same, <laughs> all of them. They look the same. They're, they're, they've got an, an eagle instead of a drone in Assassin's Creed. As soon as they, the, 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 just the very start of that Far Cry 5 footage they showed at their conference, if you'd have told me that was Ghost Recon Wildlands, I wouldn't have been able to tell the difference. It's it's the same game. And and as much as I loved Far Cry 3, as much as I loved Assassin's Creed 2, you know, the, the real mm. kicks in the asses that, the, that got these franchises to where they are, they had really compelling narratives and brilliant characters. And for me, that's been just fundamentally not there. And this, I don't know if it's going to have a good narrative or not, but gameplay-wise, it looks identical. And I'm just so sick of playing the same game over and over again. No matter which Ubisoft game I play, they all feel like they're borrowing elements from each other. They share HUD. It's it's crazy. And people keep buying them. If you want to, <laughs> if, if you're looking forward to it, Tarrant, and, and anyone for that matter, that's great. And I really hope you like it. But for me, I see that and I just, it turns me off. It turns me right down, Tarrant. I mean, you're totally right. We've said it before on the podcast that Ubisoft have this this habit of conveyor belting their games. You know, you go into the crew, which is a driving game, and you have viewpoints, essentially. Uh, Little things that they've just smushed into other franchises for no real apparent reason, just because they're good at it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's all the Uplay stuff that was like leeching into things. And I can totally see that, but... I'd have to disagree. I think Far Cry 5 might actually have have that kind of strong narrative flowing through. I mean, we've not had that much 
by way of the, of narrative yet. Mm-hmm. So that's no, still, totally still up for grabs. I but. totally agree. It's just as soon as I saw it running, I was like, that looks like a million other things they've put out in the last two years. No, definitely. But I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt, especially after mm-hmm. how stale Primal was, because Primal was, it should have been super different because it is yeah. such a step away from everything that they would like, no guns, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was, it was pretty naff for whatever reason. So mm-hmm. I think going back to what they know with some feedback from the likes of Primal, they might, I think it might be a breath of fresh air for the franchise. Well, fingers crossed. Fingers I, crossed. I hope it is. I really do hope it is. I don't want to dislike it. I like games. <laughs> they just annoy me. You sure. Just hate <laughs> yeah, all games. I think I like games. Wolfenstein 2, the next one we're going to talk about. Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus. I'm excited for that. That, that looks, looks insane. really good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I want to play that. Yeah, that was... Um, I, I liked the, um, the introduction video they did with the... Um, is it the Panzerhund? And yes. she had a pet Panzerhund. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, knocks over the car and stuff so yeah the nazis are now in america yeah we tried to stop them before and it didn't work i mean this was leaked leaked hinted at um at their last e3 Mm -hmm. presser wasn't it it was it was up there on the 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 kind of computer jargon code stuff that they had um so we've kind of i'm pretty sure with the whole bethesda land vibe that they had going I think we could all assume that at least one of them was going to be Wolfenstein. Mm-hmm. And I was still blown away with it. I thought the trailer looked brilliant. They've definitely amped up the overall look of the game, but they've kept the feel. Um, it is ball-to-the-wall weird as well. That whole bit where yes. he's tripping on acid mm-hmm. and he's he's talking to the little gecko thing was just so... It was so out of place, but it still somehow really worked. Yeah, I'm I excited for that. Funny. It's 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 bizarre and different, and the shooting was really fun in Wolfenstein. Uh, yes, the New Order. So yeah, I'm except when you play that. it on hard mode and then you run out of ammo and you've only got your pistol, mm. that's not fun. Mm. Yeah, which no, I did. God, uh, I think I got the. Did I get the platinum in that? I think I got the platinum in that. Maybe. That yes, I did. I remember. It was great fun. Apart from playing it through on the hardest difficulty, that was awful. But. Uh, yeah, it was, it was awesome. And it's coming out this year as well, October the 27th. That's soon. Bethesda is so good at that. They did it with Fallout yeah. 4 as well. They were like, and it's out in a few weeks. Woohoo. And Do you think yeah. they, um, it was teased at the beginning of their last E3 presser because they wanted to show it and then they thought better of it? Potentially. I think the feedback... is nearly finished now. Yeah, exactly. I think the feedback they must have received being overwhelmingly positive for announcing and then releasing a game, not mm-hmm. pushing this hype train as far as they can. Yeah. I think they've stuck with that, especially when you look at their next announcement, which is also really, really soon. I think it's... I mean, we had a moan of the month about it, about annou- announcing games way too soon. And I hate it. You, you, you become so desensitized to them, so disinterested in them, that when they actually come out, you're like, oh, it's just a fart in a wind because they've just blown all of their marketing years before. Mm-hmm. So to have this, you know, the first kind of glimpse... And then knowing that it's only several months away. I think that's a really, it's a good way of doing these things. Especially yeah. at things like E3. And what was the other one? The Evil Within 2. Mm, the first one went down okay, right? That reviewed um, that reviewed as, as good. Yeah, it was middle of the, the pack. Mind-blowing, kind of. yeah, the mind-blowing horror experience everyone wanted. Uh, so hopefully they've taken some things on board. I think one of the big complaints was that it was narratively confused. 
I think mm. it had the jump scares and it had the visuals, but it lacked in something to kind of bring it together. Right, and a compelling reason to yes, exactly be hooked. And I'm like not convinced they've sorted that out for for two. Mm. The the trailer, I I didn't really know what was going on. Again, visually was fantastic. I liked the look of a lot of the baddies that you see. The the kind of milk white vibe that the uh, the cover art has and that was featured kind of throughout the trailer was really really cool as well really eerie um but overall i i mean his his daughter's gone missing so that's it's which is kind of it's a bit that's a that's that's a that's a tired yeah it's pretty standard isn't it yeah so i i can't help but feel like it's gonna make the same same missteps um but obviously the first one did well enough to warrant a sequel uh sequel so yeah, absolutely. I I bought it. Uh, wasn't uh, there was a guy that was attached to the first one? He was like the father of Shinji horror. Mikami. Do we know if he's with this one? No idea. Was it Shinji? I know yeah. Shinji Mikami is the Resident Evil guy. I don't know. If, yeah, um, I think it was him. Yeah. Well, it's coming out on the thirteenth of October, which is a Friday. Surprise, surprise. Oh, yeah, Friday, it's Friday thirteenth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, that was uh, that was a couple of things from Bethesda there. Anthem. This is the new IP from Bioware. We saw this very briefly teased um, during Bethesda's conference, and then they showed the full thing at Microsoft's conference. Yeah. And uh, I saw you tweeting Alex Stinton about this, one of our staff writers and mm-hmm. YouTube streamers, and so on. Uh, both agreeing that actually it looks like it's probably never ever going to look as good as they showed it to be. No way. Can you talk us through roughly what was happening in it? Basically, you're it's a big open world game, and it's I'm getting the vibe of like post apocalyptic or some kind of alternate future where monsters are, you know, and they're all over the place, and and humans have like bastions, um, and freelancers because we don't call them mercenaries anymore, apparently, are people that are tasked with going and solving or doing missions and whatever. And you are one of these freelancers, and the freelancers are notified by their exosuits, which you can customize and upgrade and stuff like that, which it's all very typical RPG kind of stuff, um, which you can kind of expect from Bioware anyway. But it's... um, I just... It was so good looking it looked like a cinematic trailer and we all know with open world games that you have to sacrifice a little bit of everything to make yeah. that world live and breathe like they say it will um there's a lot of those co-op elements as well so jump in jump out kind of stuff um i got the impression that you send out like a beacon like a request kind of thing for people to join you i don't know how actual that's going to be yeah, whether or not it's just sending a party invite or something, but they mm-hmm. made it sound like the game kind of draws people in. Um, but there's obviously been a lot of uh, not uproar, but a bit of upset that Bioware have come out and announced this after the debacle of Andromeda, because you right. can see where the money's been going. Yeah, almost like they sort of left that team to die. It, yes. Yeah, I mean, there were there's there's been complaints about underfunding and stuff like that, especially for animation departments, and yeah. it's in, it's quite evident to see where the the funding was being redirected. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's gonna, I mean, it blew up. Uh, people that 
aren't particularly gamey were talking about it, especially on Facebook and such. Um, it was the one that was shared by all like Lad Bible and stuff like that. Oh right, um, the real journalists, but the the people that reach the non-gamey people. Yes, yes. Um, it's going to be one of those ones. It, I feel like it's going to be in a, a colonial marine situation where it oversells itself massively. Well, it's uh, it's a nice idea, a good concept, and uh, we'll just have to keep an eye on it because currently it's not due out until the end of next year and probably then won't appear until 2019. So we're still a very long way off. For them yes. to have shown such a complete vertical slice implies that a lot of it was maybe fabricated if it's uh, this early yes. on in development, especially yeah. for a debut showing. Exactly. So we'll see. Let's hope. There's a lot of hope. This E3 is all about hope and faith. <laughs> uh, there are many things that came from E3 that were like, yeah, that's going to be good. Mm. Um, there's little caveats here and there. This is one of them. Nice idea. Fingers crossed it, uh, it all comes together. Yeah, exactly. Assassin's Creed Origins. Tarrant. So this got leaked all over the place for ages. Mm -hmm. we, we've seen screenshots. We've had location. I mean, I've known it's Egypt for what feels like nearly a year. Yeah. It, it's been no secret that a secret Assassin's Creed was in development. Um, obviously, with the film taking the place of the game during its year off, it was pretty much guaranteed that we'd see an Assassin's Creed come back. And mm. Origins is what we've been given, which is Egypt-based. Yep. And it's... Again, it's doing that thing that Ubisoft do where, oh, it's a completely new step in a different direction and stuff, but you can still see that conveyor belt development to it. So it, they've removed the HUD in the, the bottom left. That's not there mm -hmm. anymore, the little mini-map. Um, combat seems to be a lot more sluggish, a lot more slower paced, very kind of Souls-like. Um, blocking and stuff seems to be quite uh, pivotal in combat. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a leveling system now. It's very RPG. It's loot based as well. So all of your like the loot that you get enables you to do certain things, um, which all seems I'm like I loved the combat in Assassin's Creed, especially when it, it flowed together and you could you know you you parry someone and then you stab the other person in the face and then you'd roll over them and push them into someone else. And it just how it all flowed together. And this seems to be more one on one rather than right. like large groups, which I guess is pushing the stealth side of things more. They've also changed up the combat as well. Yeah. Tried to do a bit of a Dark Souls there with the shield and the dodging and all that kind of stuff. So hopefully uh, hopefully that's good. Uh, it's, it's a visually stunning game. It's a very, Definitely. very good looking game. There's absolutely nothing wrong there. But uh, yeah, then he started sneaking through the, the undergrowth and uh, doing a bit of a stab and uh, using using his drone to tag enemies. His feathered drone. His feathery drone, yeah. And then at the end, the wonkiest thing, I think, in that trailer was when he used the arrow and then steered it in midair. It looked really weird. That's like ghost bulleting thing, isn't it? That Kind of, but it was moving really fast and it just sort of jutted down the stage. It just looked a bit wonky. I didn't like the notion that he, when you assassinate someone, it's not instant kill. So mm. say I'm level 20 and old like Joe Bloggs is 25. I'm, I stab him in the back of the head. He's not going down. He's going to turn around and clobber me. Right, yeah, because they've added... They've, you've got levels, haven't you? Yeah, that's... Um, and, that's and not Perks now. Perks. It's not yeah. Tom Clancy, but it's close. It's close. And it's yeah. got the, the skill tree that they're not calling a skill tree. They're calling it a skill map. Ugh. 
You level up your bloody eagle. Yep. God. Your feather drone. I don't know. I don't know about this, Tarrant. I think I it's a franchise. I'm just so old. <laughs> but you know they reboot everything now. Yeah. This was screaming for a reboot. Mm-hmm. Not, not this. It was screaming to be started again. Start the well, whole. It's not numbered. No, but neither was Unity. True or Syndicate. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like they're just picking and choosing their time. The thing I like about Assassin's Creed games is that they can just bring us different time periods. So they brought us a pirate game. Mm. They brought us a Victorian game. They brought us a French Renaissance game. Um, or French, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and War. and then uh, now they've they've just brought us an Egyptian game, which should be really exciting. But then as soon as you see a guy hiding in the undergrowth and sitting on a bench with his hood up, you're like, ah, oh, okay, it's one of those. It's yeah. one of those. <laughs> but the- it, it does have the ability to tell us a really interesting story about uh, ancient Egyptian ancient Egyptian times. Yeah, exactly. And I do that's always been one of the uh, the attractive things about Assassin's Creed is the the sweet variety of locales. So, and yes. like we said, Egypt looks stunning. Certainly does. Certainly does. Next up, Battlefront 2, which that's, also uh, looks stunning. Yeah, we've got a multiplayer trailer with with all sorts of stuff going on. You know, the the new heroes were there, mm-hmm. all the different various races and factions and vehicles, and they were fighting on Theed in the air and on the floor and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Um, yeah. Prequel material, which was nice to see, and actually mm-hmm. something that was strangely requested. Um, they... Roger, Roger. Sorry? Roger, Roger. <laughs> Misa Sirius. Oh, no, not that guy. Uh, it's cool to see that they're doing uh, stuff with The Last Jedi as well, the new film that's coming out. It's all money. It's all relevant. It's all Star Wars. I mean, Christmas time in general, like November, December, is just pure Star Wars now for like an eternity. Right. Um, and it makes like Star sense. Wars. Sorry? I hope you like Star Wars. Here it is. Yeah, <laughs> there's lots of it. Forever. But Battlefront 2 looks really, really good. They've, I mean, Battlefront 1 was visually amazing. It just, because it was pure multiplayer, I think a lot of people fell off of it. I know mm-hmm. I've, I'm for one and struggling to get into it because it, it, you go in there and now there are people that have been playing it for like a, a while and they're really, yes. really good at it. So it's very difficult to get into it. So having this, the single player component is a very good reason for a lot of people to jump into it early on, get better at the game. And then the multiplayer section's gonna, because they're doing all. It's all free now. It's not season passed. Yes, there are going to be microtransactions, but from what I understand, that's just uh, cosmetic, cosmetic stuff. So it's going to make no difference. They're all looking at Overwatch, which is obviously the same manner. The whole cosmetics and that mm-hmm. is a, a Blizzard in general. Most of their stuff, they've they've got this manipulative de- uh, game design that wants you to buy the cosmetic items. You don't have to, but the game is inherently designed to make you want to buy them. And I think what people are realizing, it, publishers in general are realizing, is that that's far more lucrative than these offensively priced season passes that don't end up including all of the content anyway. Yeah, well, if you, it just makes sense. If you don't split your player base up, then you've got player attention. Exactly. People are going to stay. Uh, if you if you start charging them, then you're going to split everyone off, and people are going to get bored, or 
they can't afford the new maps, so they just stop playing because they're, they're sick of the same maps over and over again. And, it, you know, it gives some people the advantage sometimes if they're able to yeah. get access to better characters or sometimes they just release bloody XP things that you can buy. Like boosters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's, it's nice to see a move away from that and the whole cosmetic thing. Yes. Destiny it did it really well. They kind of put in microtransactions, but it was all cosmetic. I, I've never spent a penny in game on Destiny, mm-hmm. but a lot of people spend a lot of money on there because it's what they play all the time, and that's a, that's their choice. But I'm not separated as a player, right? Which is great. Yeah. Uh, Need for Speed Payback. I actually didn't see this trailer because I didn't watch. EA's was the only one I didn't watch because I was at a wedding that weekend, so oh, I nice. just looked up what was shown and then watched the trailers I was interested in. I didn't a, watch this. What as a quality it? journalist, I didn't watch it either. I'm, oh, God. Okay. I've watched the trailer for it. It just, it's Fast and the Furious, the game. Oh, I mean, okay. a lot of people that, are saying that's gonna, it. Yeah, that's, a lot of people are, will like that then. Yeah. I quite like the Fast and Furious films because they're ridiculous fun. That's what they've done with it. You know, heavily modded cars, crazy blowing like explosions and stunts and stuff. But it's got a really like heavy narrative. So there's like three protagonists and stuff. And it... Hmm. I think it needed it. I mean, Need for Speed got popular by just being this really good racing game with a quality soundtrack, and now and people want... you could mod your car and stuff. Yeah, and now people want a lot more out of a game, and yes. I think this is a good turn. Um, That's they did good. A, that sounds interesting. Yeah, they did a narrative Need for Speed previously, which was like the reboot one. Mm, was that the live-action one? They did the live-action film. And they no, did no, a, no, it was in the, the one that had live-action cutscenes. Oh, yeah. I know the photographer that did all that. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> it was a good contract for him, but yeah. The, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was very lucrative. The, um, yeah, that one, which is obviously a bigger focus on, on narrative, and that obviously did relatively well, and they're sticking with it. Right. Well, well it's out this year, isn't it? The, uh, the 11th of November. Yes, yeah. Another one that's announced and coming out soon. And then there was Beyond Good and Evil 2, which made a lot of people... Very, very happy. Have you played Beyond Good and Evil 1? I haven't, unfortunately. Okay, we're. Uh, I, I get the feeling we're like the only two people in the world that haven't. Well, I've just spent the week at work surrounded by people who are absolutely losing their minds. I mean, is So it... I, I now know some stuff about it. Okay. Is that a generational thing? Were we... No, no, not at all. We just not missed the boat. Just some people played and some people didn't. I mean, by all by all accounts, it's um, it's a cult classic. Yeah. So it's not a mainstream hit by sure. any stretch of the imagination, but uh, it is a fantastic game, and now it's finally getting a sequel. You've noted here that there's a shift in tone, and you're right. That did throw a lot of people off because there was a lot of swearing in this, and it was very grungy and dark. Yeah. And apparently, it is a prequel, so it might just make sense that this is some sort of weird freedom fighter world, which it looks like they are. Yeah. sort of freedom fighters so it might be a bit darker um and uh, it has been a long time nine years since, since the last one came out but uh, it seems like that it's just a sequel has been in development hell uh, for a long time there was leaked gameplay at one point and then they clearly scrapped it all and just cancelled all plans to do it and this guy michelle Oncel, i think his name is mm-hmm. the guy who beyond good and evil is his baby essentially the guy who had a little cry when yeah. he showed it. He's he been fighting so very, very hard 
to to finally make this game and it was all cgi but there was a tiny bit of gameplay showing behind him when he was talking on the stage so clearly it's in development it there it is some progress has been made yep. it's not like you know some games some beloved games where they want to make a sequel and they kickstart it publicly on the playstation stage and then they just jump straight headfirst into development hell shenmue <laughs> which wasn't there this year which wasn't there this year, and I don't think you'll be seeing it for a long, long time. Yeah, but, it's going to uh, be one of those ones where Kickstarter gets demonized. Well, I mean, it should, really. Yeah. It should, a little you shouldn't, bit. AAA games shouldn't be, shouldn't be kickstarted. No, I agree. Life is Strange is a See, prequel. I've been meaning to play the first one. It's... I mean, it's free, isn't it, uh, on PS Plus it's, this month? It's free on Plus this month. You have no excuse. No. First episode is a bit wonky, but from then on, it's very good. Yeah, a lot of people talk about it in a in a really positive light. And yes, a prequel apparently seems to be a a surprising option. Um, it's not following the same people. They're they're working on a sequel. Oh, okay. So so the I think it's don't nod the guys that did it right. the original one they're currently working on a follow-up sure and square enix have just got another studio to do a prequel that follows um god now i can't remember a name the the punk rocker one. Oh, okay and uh, not the protagonist and uh it's it's all a bit weird at the moment because she's not voiced by ashley young who did the voice in the first one yeah uh, because Ashley Young was, she's part of a union that was striking over voice acting at the time. And instead of waiting, uh, the studio just, uh, Square Enix just decided to contract someone else instead. Oh <laughs> which is not only bullshit, because clearly, and I can't be asked to bleep that, so I'm sorry kids. Uh, which is not only nonsense, because uh, because clearly they've they've really done a disservice to Ashley Young there. Who is, uh, is it is Ashley Young, right? Is that her name? Yeah, uh, yeah, the one who's also Aloy in Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, uh, huge disservice to her. She's a she's a very very talented voice actress, and also they've now just replaced her with with someone else, and that's going to be really jarring for everyone. Um, on top of that, they've announced that they'll be releasing a special edition of it that has it's going to be a three episode series. Uh, okay. They're going to be releasing a special edition for like six pounds more that includes oh. a special extra episode bearing in mind there are only three an extra episode in the special edition as a and i quote i think it's something like um to say as a fond farewell to uh, to max caulfield who you actually played as in the original one which as it said in the pushquare article is kind of a bit like emotional blackmail yeah like, so if you liked the protagonist of the first one you better buy the special version and it's all just not the best pr week for for this one cough up um, to say goodbye yeah, yeah, exactly. It's um, they're hiding it behind a paywall, essentially, which is absolutely egregious uh, uh, practices. Yeah, not good. Yeah, did you uh, did you watch the Devolver Digital press conference? No, I saw the thing about oh. the mocking like E three in general, though. Yes, if you can go and watch it, it's on YouTube. It's fifteen minutes long. It's got three game trailers in it, and the rest of it is a parody E3 conference. Amazing. And uh, they just, instead of cutting to the audience, they cut to stock footage, and then they're just <laughs> using sound effects of applause. And uh, they keep saying, tomorrow's shady business practices today. <laughs> and that's exactly what's happened here, I think, to an extent. But anyway, that's uh, that's that. I'll probably still play it, but I don't 
think I'll be getting the special version because screw them. Or I might just get it when it's on sale because screw them even more. <laughs> What's the last thing? Metro Exodus, which was a last minute addition to the uh, script from me because I completely forgot about it. But I've been watching incessant amounts of YouTube in my hungover state and it's advertised everywhere. Hmm. I cannot get away from this game. They have doubled, tripled down on marketing, especially on YouTube. Like, it looks amazing. It looks really cool. Yeah. Really, really cool. The big rat monster thing in the in the tunnel. That looks so God. cool. That um that bit at the end it, obviously it was a very scripted thing. Yeah. But it was it was a little bit corny at the end where he, the player, walks towards the cliff and then is like, whoa, <laughs> and the rubble falls away down. It's like no player's gonna do that. That's stupid. Don't you know, that's like the um the the scripted uh, headset chat when you're showing multiplayer games for Ubisoft. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, you need to pull pull aggro from the left. Oh, I'm down. I'm down. You're not actually. You know, no one, no one does that. that. No one does that. It's just like running, running up to a cliff. Whoa, whoa, nearly fell. It's not to be fair. Anthem up. did that. The whole when they brought the car people in, there was actually like the 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 banter between the pe- the players was mm. so fake that I thought it was in game dialogue. Yeah, I thought it was. In fact, that's the first I've heard that it wasn't. So there we go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, th- I thought that was, yeah, I thought that was uh, voice acting. It was to an extent, I suppose, but oh God, all right. But it looks really Paradox. good. Yes, I like it does. Um, Metro Last Light was the second yep. one, I think. I reviewed that for Push Square, actually, back in the day. Self-plug. And it was really good. If a bit spooky at times. Spooky. Yeah, real, real spoops. But uh, yeah, that was really good. They're going for a good. bit more of like a moderately open world vibe with this one though aren't they and metro was always like pretty linear it was, it was funneling you yeah from one location to the next but you were largely free to explore those locations as you pleased okay which cool. was quite nice uh but there we go those are probably the the bigger e3 news points we're now going to move on to sony specifically mm-hmm. so let's do that God of War. God of War. Is that how the music goes? The the <laughs> opera. God of War. Uh, He's I really like that. A last beard year. and a son. Yeah, I always think his son looks so close to death. He's such a awful. He's a shade sickly, of gray. frail, frail child, isn't he? Yeah. Like, yeah. how does Kratos make that? Are we? Have we confirmed he's called Kratos? I mean, no one said it, but it is, though, isn't it? <laughs> right? I want to work out how... Because in the trailer, because we got a really lovely extended trailer, there's a scene where he goes into a hall and there's a, a, a terracotta pot and it's got Kratos on it with his... Yeah, Greek. His yeah. swordy things. Yeah, it's Blades of Chaos. That one. And I was like, hang on. So he's... He is. He's in the same like the same time linear time path of mm. when he was a Greek and now he's Nordic and how did that happen well I think that's probably what we're going to find out mm. I'm he's, glad they uh, haven't touched on it yeah that's probably going to be part of the big mystery which is mm. exciting I doubt he's going to have like fallen through a wormhole or be transported he's probably just because he's a god isn't he essentially yeah. so he's, he's just he looks so tired and he's probably just been doing that crap ever since the the Grecian age he looks he's so just, done, doesn't he? 
He's over it. He's over it. Like when the big monster rises out of the water at the end, he's like, what? What do you want? Sag. He was like, really? What do you want? <laughs> God, I'm just going fishing with my son. He's a, he's a, a weird, proper dad frail now. boy. He's a proper dad now. Everything is a challenge. He's like, oh. oh he's exasperated. Do you reckon he'll ever do any dad jokes throughout? I'm sincerely, uh, one. I just want one. One really quality tired, dad joke. really high tired, I'm dad. <laughs> it's got to be done. <laughs> Uh, I hope so. That would that would make that game. Looks great, though. Combat is brutal. Very yes. Dark Souls-esque again. Lots of games doing the Dark Souls thing this year, which is not a bad thing. It's heavy hitting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Packs more punch, more oomph. It's the, it's the Last of Us and Dark Souls, basically, this game. Yes. Uh, and that is good news to me. I really didn't like most of the God of War games. I, mm-hmm. In general, I just didn't really click with them. Um, yeah. Super interested on this one. It's just so different, isn't it? Yeah, it's, so it's got different. the name and the character, but he's no longer screaming anymore. Yeah, he's just sighing just aggressively. Constant screaming. <laughs> no, all for it, all for it. And it was nice that it it got a good chunk of good chunk of screen time that was basically all gameplay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's fantastic, and it's uh, set for an early 2018 release, which will probably be pushed back to the end of 2018. But I'm ready for it. I'm looking forward to that. It'll be worth the wait. I'm. It's Bring one it of on. like Sony's big, big IPs. So mm-hmm. yes, it'll be a good one. Talk me through this next one. What's this? So this is a bit strange. I was, you know, surfing everybody's rundown of E3 just to see if I was going to miss anything, and um, I nearly didn't include this, but I thought it'd be quite interesting to talk about because this wasn't actually at Sony's E3 showcase. I believe it was at. Um, I think it might have been the Jeff Keighley bit. Basically, it wasn't in the showcase, but I think it's quite important because mm-hmm. it's it's pretty clever. Basically, what they've done is that they've married together PS4 architecture with mobiles, so you can utilize your mobile phone as a controller for the PS4 with right. select party games, which is really, really. When you think about it, it's super clever. You know, you have a load of mates round, yes. and you've got a game that you want to play, but you've only got three, two, three dual socks. Like, yes. suddenly, it's just your mobile phone. You connect it up and boom, you're good to go. And nice. where they were like generic party games, kind of, you know, WarioWare style stuff, there was a game called Hidden Agenda that I really wanted to talk about because it's, okay. it's a crime thriller game. Um, and you're you're trying to, you, you play as uh, the police officer and the district attorney. Right. And you walk, you go through it and it's, it's by Supermassive. So it's essentially Until Dawn, uh, that kind of choice style. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, go that way or go that way or press the light on or don't turn the lights off or whatever. Yeah. And um, that, it becomes a hidden agenda by a single character, like a player, gets a pop-up on their phone telling them that they have to do something different. Like they have an alternate, um, they have an alternate okay. agenda, basically. It's this really sounds hard. like a, a lot of board games that I've played before but it's it's such a unique concept that you can't really replicate unless you're doing it in a board game so it's quite cool that they're doing that yeah yeah with phones with phones exactly and like I said it, it removes that that bugbear of oh I can't play my PS4 at all because I don't have enough controllers for the people that are here yes. so it, it kind of fills that void because things like Just Dance these party games just sell stupid money mm-hmm. so it's cool, and uh, it's called Sony Playlink. Right. It looks like that might be um, 
what they use in the first PlayStation Plus game that's been confirmed for July. I don't know if you saw this. No. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's everyone uses their phone and takes a photo of themselves after downloading the app, and it links into the game, and it's like a quiz game ah, okay. uh, where it just asks who who out of the four of you would be most likely to blank and so on and so forth. And you, yes, know, you bet that who is it one is of them. the most people who bet get points and so on and so forth. So yeah, that's, uh, that looks like, yeah, it's a cool idea. I like it. And everyone's got a phone. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, I th- it's shocking. A lot of people were like, Oh, have you heard about hidden agenda and stuff? And it, Sony didn't mention it at all. And it's such a cool idea and it's, it's by super massive. So it's not like it's just a, uh, a low-key developer it's you know until dawn was one of their big their big titles so yeah super massive working on a couple of other things they're working on a lot a lot for all of the peripheral stuff they don't seem to be doing like core ps stuff it's a lot like vr and this maybe uh, it's because they know that that, well they have a pedigree in making stuff for the move obviously they ended up moving away from that you could still play it with uh, motion controls yeah but uh that's what they started out doing until dawn with so clearly they've got that pedigree yeah, exactly. With the, so maybe that's with the why rules. they've asked them to do more of that. Call of Duty World War Two. Now, this trailer was actually really good. I'm really glad you good. said that because I, I thought so too, and I was waiting for you to absolutely no, rip it apart. I no, no, it. no, not at all. Like they, they've their marketing department has learned a big lesson, mm. like a huge lesson after last year's game. There is absolutely no evidence that this was a Call of Duty game apart from the fact that it said Call of Duty at the end. It didn't show gameplay where there was like a diamond-shaped objective marker with the amount of meters you are away from it. They didn't show you shooting and having that stupid little cross-hit marker thing that pops up in every single game. This this looks great, and I I believe that they can pull off a good story here Mm. that you're going to care about. They seem to show various locations on a map of Europe as well, which I assume is maybe where the multiplayer maps or the campaign takes place, including a couple of places in the south of the UK. So maybe you're there preparing for D-Day or whatever it is yep. that uh, whenever the game takes place, I think it's D-Day. Um, and I think it's going to be good. I'm interested. Yeah. And that's for someone that's not into their shooty bang bang, such as yourself, that's high praise indeed. Yeah. I mean, I, lo- I used to love Call of Duty games. I love Black Ops. I loved um, uh, Modern Warfare, the first one. Mm. But yeah, in recent years, I'm just I've just sort of tuned out because they've all gone to space, and <laughs> yeah, and that really wasn't for me. Whereas this looks, I'm really interested in this. Really, boots interested. on the ground. Yeah, boots on the ground. God, take a shot every time they say that. <laughs> You'd be dead. Ridiculous. <laughs> Days Gone. What do you think of Days Gone, Tarrant? Honestly, what honestly, do you think of it? it's. I thought it was um, last year when they announced it. I was like, oh, it's Sons of Anarchy, the game. This year, I'm like, hang on, this is this is a lot like The Last of Us. Like, a lot like The Last Did of Us. Did you not get that from last year? No. With the zombies and stuff? Just Because it looked like a weird clone to me last year. It looks like a, it looks like a clone now. Even right. the, 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 the banter between the characters and stuff. Um, I don't know how much of what we saw players would be able to replicate. So right. he he um like laid the bear trap down by the sign and then threw the rock which made one person go over which seemed a bit clunky like no one else reacted and then I don't know I just don't know how much of that's going to be cuz there wasn't any prompts there didn't seem to be any prompts except the bear trap was highlighted red or green when you tried to lay it down 
It's yeah. not. It's not like in um, like Batman Arkham Asylum or anything where you'd get little prompts and oh, you could go up here and do this, or you could blast through this wall with this. So I don't know how much of it's going to be you work it out, kind of like arcane games like Dishonored, where you you your logic evokes the playstyle. Right. Um, I don't know. I I love the 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 Last of Us feel to it. I I'm also interested to see how crap the zombies look when you see them all the time. Right. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know. I don't know about this game. Um, I think it ticks a lot of boxes for people because it's open world, vehicle, mm. guns, zombies, post-apocalypse. That's that's all that a lot of people want on their checklist. But we've already got an incredible game that's kind of like it in The Last of Us. Yeah. And we don't really need The Last of Us light or The Last of Us open world version. And I still, we talked about it last year as well, when because we, we've been doing this for over a year now, which I still can't quite believe. It's crazy. Uh, when we were talking about E3 last year and they showed off that that demo for days gone people were losing their mind when they saw it said sony bend on the opening thing like oh my god it's sony bend and that's clearly because of the influence of uh the kind of funny guys right because they're they're big sony bend fans i just don't get it i don't understand sony bend are coming off the back of a series of middling ports and okay vita games i don't understand like every every studio deserves you know the opportunity to shine but i still think people are putting ridiculous expectations on sony bend it's as far as i'm concerned it's a relatively unproven studio it's not naughty dog and no. i think a lot of people are treating them like naughty dog so people might need to temper their expectations if this isn't as mind blowing as something one of their one of sony's bigger first parties would put out yeah no i, I i'm intrigued but i'm also quietly Hedging my bets. Right. You want it to be good. We all want it to be good. Nobody wants a game to be bad. No. Nobody no. wants that, but we're allowed to be cynical sometimes. It's our job. Yeah, exactly. So go to hell, you optimistic idiots. It's hard not to swear sometimes. <laughs> I could literally feel the strain on not wanting to swear. Tell me about Destiny 2. Oh, I'm really excited about this. I nearly I pre-ordered you it. I'm such a knob. You pre-ordered it? No, nearly. You're part of the problem. Nearly. Oh, nearly. Okay. nearly. Right. I didn't. I didn't. I stopped. Um, yeah. It, Sony's got a, a pretty stonking deal with Bungie, so they've got all the exclusive stuff uh, with Call of Duty and Destiny, which is a pretty... That's obviously a deal with Activision. Um, so this time around, we get an exclusive strike uh, an exclusive ship. The ship looks mm. really cool. We get a yeah, not PvP when everyone map has it. And an exotic weapon. And the exotic oh. weapon is a sniper. And I think it's the Borilias. I think that's how you say it. And it okay. comes in all the flavors of the Borilias. Yes. I think it's a play like on Borealis? the Northern Lights. Right, Borealis. Borealis, that's it. Okay. Uh, we also got to see the main antagonist, the uh, the big Mars war chief. Ooh. There's actually a big bad in this one. Yes, exactly. We have a we have an antagonist. We've got it's a not, story. It's we not promise. just the darkness. The Grimwall codes. They were good, man. No, they weren't. <laughs> Stop it. I loved that article. Yeah, foolish boy. <laughs> but yeah, I'm super hyped for this. I I actually really enjoy Destiny and if they're gonna 
fix even half of the wrongs they did, especially mm. with the the expansion delivery. Right. If you're going to go down the route of being a big open world MMO, don't throw content at the wall so often for such a large amount of money that does the same things. Mm. And I don't know, the end game was so easy to reach and then it just became a pure grind. Not even like the light system's strange and I I've not heard much about what it's doing to it in Destiny 2. So that's going to be interesting. I don't know, mm-hmm. there's still uh, little things like the raid. I wasn't able to do the raid because I don't have that many friends that would oh. be on Destiny all at the same time. Um, it takes a lot of organising, a lot of scheduling to, to do the raid. And some people do that. Some people have weekly raid sessions, which is amazing, and that's such a cool thing to see in a game. But this whole um, Sherpering, the, the... I can't remember what they've called it now, but it's a system that allows you to like join clans and stuff that need an extra person to do the raid. It just It's removed that glass ceiling a little right. bit. Right, hangers-ons, basically. Third yeah, wheels. Exactly. And I think that's a really, really good way of doing it because you'll have a, a clan that does that weekly thing, but Frank's got a christening, so he can't join. So you feel... Oh, goddamn Frank and his Every time. Every week. He, if anything, Frank's going to too many christenings, and I think it's time to have an intervention. What's Frank actually doing? I don't know. I think he's stealing holy water. Just drinking it. No, that's not what it's for, Frank. You'll get sick. I've got a bottle of holy water. I've got it from the Do Vatican. You? The Vatican. Look at my holy water from the Vatican. I'm scared to open it. It might burn me. Probably will, you demon. <laughs> you demon child. There we go. That's the last of uh, Sony's big, big nonsense. We've also got some PSVR stuff as well. We're going to very quickly run through it now. So let's do that. We've actually got a lot more stuff after that. Oh, Oh, okay. There's a right. So there's there's spaces. And so, okay, let's go through this stuff fast. Then let's go PlayStation VR, Skyrim VR. Stop releasing Skyrim. Stop it. The combat it was terrible anyway. In VR, it looks ridiculous. I just can't imagine thwacking the more like demons. Whatever. It'd be exhausting. Ugh, gives you such a headache. I don't want to do that, fam. I've got a VR headset. I don't want to play this. I don't want to play Skyrim again. If you want to play Skyrim again, you're insane. If you want to play it in VR, it's going to be worse. I, don't, I bet Robert <laughs> don't do was that to salivating. Yourself. Robert will, but he's got no VR, so he can't. Oh, that's and I shame. won't. I won't let him come here anymore. <laughs> not, not after last time. God. No, nothing happened. It was fine. Uh, that wasn't the pizza incident. No, it wasn't. We had. I think we had Chinese food last time I was here. It was delicious. Yeah, Rob, good. come back soon. I miss you. No. I don't really. He's a piece of shit. Oh, I swore again. Never mind. Oh, well. yeah, everyone will live. We hope. We've 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 crested a hill now. That's it. Where it's just like we're here. Accept us as we are. We we've sort of we're in like the eleventh month of the relationship. Where it's like we're, you're farting in each other's presence. We're now it's just explicit. Like, Look, this is me. This is what I am. Accept <laughs> me. I'm not going to put makeup on for you anymore, Taryn. <laughs> You're just going to swear at me all day. I'm just going to swear. Occasionally, I'll swear accidentally, and I'll I'll probably smell as well because I won't shower as often. Uh, why Why need to? I don't need to. You're not going anywhere. You're, no, you're stuck, stuck with, with me, me now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Skyrim VR. That's a thing that exists. Uh, Star Child. That's another thing that exists. It's another thing that exists. Not really interesting, that one. A bit floaty and, ooh, look at the abstract nature of our VR game. (laughs) Bravo team. 
it's brown. <laughs> it's a brown shooter, Bravo team. Hey, do you like guns? Right, now you can play them in VR. That's basically what Farpoint was, by the way, which I have also played. And okay. that game was unremarkable. Well, let's just leave huh. it at that. Um, it was elevated by the fact that it had VR in it, but it was just a remarkably unremarkable game. You just entered shooting galleries, essentially. It wasn't, wasn't, wasn't interesting. Moss, which is a top-down puzzle adventure with a nice little mouse thing, and it looks quite whimsical and maybe a bit Studio Ghibli-ish. Yeah, a little bit. And I couldn't work out if you play the mouse or the little blue thing that was following him. Mm. I felt like the mouse did did things passively and, and you as the little blue sprite kind of affected the world. Yeah, you've got to help that stupid mouse around, otherwise he'll hurt himself. He was quite Idiot cute, mouse. He kept waving at the screen and stuff. Yeah, yeah nice. Uh, the Inpatient. Now, you've written here that it's a, it's a VR, it's a prequel to Until Dawn. Is that confirmed? Yes. I had no idea. I knew it was developed by Supermassive um Supermassive. Supermassive devs. They're huge. They really need to go on a diet. Giants. Supermassive, uh, who obviously developed Until Dawn. Yep. I didn't realize it was a prequel. That's very exciting. I will not be able to play this, but I will Too buy spooky. it and make other people play it. I'll play it. All right, you can do that. That's what I did with um, Until Dawn Rush of Blood. I purchased that, never played it, but it has been Just played other on my people PS4. Play it. Yes, exactly. Amazing. But yeah, set I'm- 60 years prior in the crazy sanatorium thing but yeah a, apparently a prequel to until dawn i'm not sure if it's going to be a prequel that explains where the crazy guy comes from but then he'd be 60 years old yeah, he didn't really exciting. seem like an old guy that's anyway. exciting god i just got an email from playstation and in the subject bar it says get boots on the ground oh take my a god. shot they take a shot god right uh next up monster hunter world this is huge this is a huge deal tarrant monster hunter okay Hasn't been on console for a while. Hasn't been on PlayStation since the PSP. Whoa. It's massive. It's Monster a DS Hunter thing, f- isn't it? Well, it mo- most recently it has been, yeah. Right. Mo- uh, Monster Hunter 4, I believe, was on 3DS, and that's the one that blew everyone away and was meant okay. to be incredible. Um, and Monster Hunter World is finally coming back to PlayStation on a big boy console and everything. And uh, I never really played the Monster Hunter games on PSP. They're very, very deep. They're thick games. Lots right. of menus. Lots of management of stats and stuff, but it's an it's an immensely popular franchise. It'll do ridiculous numbers in Japan, and I imagine it'll do very good in the West as well. It looked really interesting, like when he chucked the uh, the kind of grassy hood on so that the dinosaur thing could yeah. could smell him. There's loads like, of oh. loads of stuff in Monster Hunter that are very unique. I've got my window open slightly. Can you hear this? Can you hear like that? A train. I think it might be a train. Yeah. Yeah. Selfish. I've- it's so hot. It's that old chestnut. Remember when we were doing it in your flat? Oh, uh, God, yeah. You could just hear ambulances. buses all day. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're back to that day now. Uh, but yeah, Monster Hunter, big deal. That's exciting. Good stuff. Please be excited. What's the next one? So Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, that releases very soon. And they have confirmed that Coco Bandicoot, the kind of responsible uh, sibling, is fully playable on all the levels in all of the, all three of the games, which is... They've- pretty much showed everything from this now haven't they yeah there's nothing you don't need to buy it it's done they've, they've showed every day there's a new trailer for this game showing yeah. off new stuff like look 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 look. you remember this it's like yeah but you if you'd have just said hey you remember the crash bandicoot games and we said yes that would have been enough to make us buy it you didn't need to i'm not me personally i don't care tarrant i don't care about anything but a lot of people are getting kind of annoyed at the amount of stuff that they're showing now and you don't have to watch it 
You don't have to watch it. Yeah, it is overkill, but enough is enough. We don't need to see all of this. Just buy it. You've had enough. Buy it. You've had enough. Uh, Uncharted The Lost Legacy. That's the one that uh, that started it all off. Kicked Definitely off looks show. like Uncharted. Yes, that is Uncharted. I mean, I don't really understand why they showed it. Honestly, because they didn't really show anything new. I imagine it's just to kind of push it a bit. Just remind of, people. Yeah, don't forget, this is coming out soon. We need you to buy it so we can finish The Last of Us 2. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 amazed that people were surprised The Last of Us 2 wasn't here. I know I know you said in the notes here that it was supposedly bumped for it. It's just a nice way of saying that we don't have much to show them. So why would they though? Say it early. Uh, at um, PlayStation Experience, they said, look, it's extremely early days, but we just wanted to let you guys know what we're working on. And I was yeah, like, exactly. cool, okay. We all made peace with that and accepted that it, we weren't going to see it for another maybe year and a half yeah. until they got something more to show. But no, six months later, they're like, where is it? Why wasn't it there? That's the biggest disappointment in the last one. They, they barely started it. Yeah. It's they're not like going to do a Kojima. Bloody Kojima. God. I saw an IGN news story on Facebook that said Kojima confirms that um, Death Standing, Death Stranding even, isn't at E3. And the most prominent response was the angry face emoticon. I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? Yeah. Don't, you don't want to see more of that. That game's like 7 billion years away. You don't want to see that won't. every year. Come it'll on. probably end up being an on-rails shooter or some weird stuff. It won't be anything like... The, yeah, because the trailer's be amazing. Book. But it's never You'll buy be it, like and it'll that. just be a flip book. <laughs> and when you get to the end, it's just Kojima flipping you off. It'll be a Paper Mario mod, right? Exactly, but actual paper. Yeah, you just you just, bought a book. You, yeah, they, he just sends you a book, and that's it. That's the game, idiots. <laughs> uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, the Frozen Wilds DLC. That's a big old expansion. Yep, I mean um, that was that was gonna happen. Horizon's sold insanely well great news mm-hmm. for Gorilla. it's good to because yeah. they're normally lumbered with launch games that never do that well a la Killzone and it's mm-hmm. yeah looks like it's just going to be more of the same stuff with a coating of snow and a big angry robot that lives in the mountain yeah Big Thunder Mountain it's prominently placed this will be the first true test I think for Gorilla as to how they will tackle a sequel because Everyone who played Horizon is unanimously in agreement, as far as I'm aware, that the best part of Horizon was the mystery of Aloy's parentage and Mm. what happens to the world. And once that's worked out about two-thirds of the way or three-quarters of the way through the game, the rest of it isn't as interesting. The rest of the story just isn't as engaging as that was. So it was always going to be a question of how they're going to do a sequel, because they will, obviously. Mm. How they're going to do a sequel when they can't re-explore that time period or that that mystery. So if the mystery of Big Thunder Mountain is compelling, then that bodes well for the the future of the franchise. But if not, then that's going to be tough. Because people are still going to love fighting robo-dinos with bows and arrows and like tribal warfare and stuff. But it was that hook, that brilliantly just, I don't know, just amazingly crafted story and Mm. the mystery of how Aloy became an outcast and why she doesn't have a mother or whatever it was that that was the setup and and why the world is the way it is and how long it's been and why everyone's living in tribes and where did these robo dinos come from and stuff that 
that was the hook from Horizon, and that made it fascinating and made you wanted to carry on playing. And they need to recapture that in some sense, and I don't know if they can, but hopefully this will bode well for the future if they get it right. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Spider-Man. Oh, it's great. Yeah. It's really, really good. I really like that. Yeah, I'm, whimsical, I'm looking... solid, whimsical. fluid. I, think, I don't know yeah. I'm using whimsical, right? But yeah, it's it's it looks amazing. It looks amazing Spider-Man. Spectacular yeah. Spider-Man. Ultimate Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Okay. Spider Do I have any more? I don't know. I don't think that's I think I've run through the Spider-Man there. Uh yeah, it looks great. Obviously huge uh comparisons to the Arkham games, but that's to be expected. When you're moving the right stick to look around, there are loads of places where you can use your webbing to zip up there, mm -hmm. just like in the Arkham games with the grapnel gun. Um yep. There's a combo meter and you get special moves as you go along, blah, blah, blah. Lots of people having problems with the QTEs. I personally don't understand that because Spider-Man has ridiculous powers and moves very fast, whereas Batman does not. So in Batman, you'll occasionally have weird little cutscenes of him like diving through doorways and stuff like that, which you don't play. But in this, they do that, but they ask you to press a button to make you more immersed and people have a problem with that. Which I can't imagine bizarre. what you do instead. Yeah, it would it would be ridiculous to have you actually play it. Just wouldn't just wouldn't work because you'd be running for like two seconds and then you'd have to press the dodge button to clumsily roll under something and then you might as well have just watched a cutscene anyway. Like I just, exactly. I I don't have a problem with it. It was clearly uh, a slice of gameplay that was particularly intense to get people excited about mm. the game and I think people who have an issue with it are perhaps blowing it a little bit out of proportion. There's a lot of gameplay shown as well. It went on and on and on. Nine minutes. Yeah, Nine minutes. a lot of gameplay. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Insomniac are clearly doing a, a, quite a good job. Hmm. So that's good. Finally, what have we got? Shadow of the Colossus remake. Mm -hmm. I'm super excited, purely because I have always said I'd like this on a PS4, and everyone's gone, oh, a remake of a remake? Are you mad? <laughs> oh, well... Look yeah, where we are now. We've had it remastered, and now they're they're just they're doing it again. Yeah, they're just, doing, God, someone's making loads of noise out there. Blue Point, uh, the renowned port specialists, mm -hmm. are in charge of this. It looks good. Yeah, I mean, it the other really they didn't show a great deal, but yeah, it looks looks uh, looks like they're getting it right. There's been some comparisons and stuff, and it it looks like they're doing it doing it serious justice. And I I read that they're fixing the camera or at least Ooh. doing work on the camera, which okay. will be a huge turning point for the game if they do adjust it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll play it. Yeah. I'll play that. Uh, now, finally, just, just to wrap things up very quickly, let's fire through this, Taren. Uh What are your thoughts on E3? Your favorite game, your most disappointing game, biggest surprise, that kind of stuff? What have you got? Let's do it. I think overall the show lacked it lacked a special something. Last year was very um, th uh, theatrical, very uh, enthralling, whereas this year it was bam, 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 and nothing was... I mean, they dropped the Shadow of the Colossus re remake, which is a big deal for long-time PlayStation fans, because that's been on basically almost every PlayStation console. Mm -hmm. And now they've just kind of gone... Oh, here it is, and then kept going. I felt like there wasn't any kind of conversation from devs either, which I felt like that was a bit absent. There wasn't enough talking. There wasn't. It was just bookended, wasn't it, by Sean yeah. Layden, and the rest might as well have 
might as well have just been a, like a Nintendo Direct. Why did they yes. even get people there? They could have just streamed it. Exactly. It, there wasn't any uh, guys in suits, basically. Maybe they're just saving it for PSX. I don't know. That's what a lot of people have been saying. It felt a bit weird, didn't it? And that that carried through because this this was my overall opinion of it as well, Tarrant, in that Mm. every conference just felt a bit weird. Ubisoft felt a bit weird because it was lacking a a host. Um, I didn't see EAs, to be fair. Bethesda's was very bizarre. It was that. It was super weird. It was Um, all over the place. It was it, that was confusing and a bit odd. And uh, Xboxes felt like it would never end; it just went on and on and on. And I think that's why a lot of people are saying Nintendo have, have won um, have won E three because By they not, not only <laughs> had yeah, well, they had they not only had a very straightforward, easy to follow, short conference or, or, or direct stream, mm. but they also actually announced a load of games that people really wanted. Metroid. Metroid, a new Yoshi, a new uh, Yoshi, whatever you pronounce it, a new um, Kirby. Yep. All just like, bam, there you go, there you go. Here's some footage of some insane Mario game. And, Dinosaur. Uh, yeah, Mario Odyssey, Super Mario Odyssey, I think is what it's called. Yeah. And so I kind of understand where they're coming from. I'm excited to be a PlayStation owner, and there were lots of games that were multi-platform that I'm looking forward to. Definitely. But yeah, it was just a weird E3, wasn't it? It was a bit bizarre. Yeah, it was. There was just a, a an overall feeling of, of odd mm-hmm. oddness. Yes, quite. Quite. Favourite game? Um, Probably Shadow of the Colossus, just because it's Shadow of the Colossus. That's one of my, my favourite games. One of those games that kind of wanted me, like caused me to want to get into journalism. Because it was the right. first game that I played that I like super wanted to talk about. I wanted to share my opinions with people. Um, so yeah, that that was probably the what I think was the best. Just because it was dropped in, like just there you go, have it, and kind of passed over. It's almost like right. almost cocky. Mm. But yeah, what about you? Uh, for me, it's it's a toss up really because I really liked um, Spider Man. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be great. And I really like the look of uh, Metro. Yep. But equally, I really, really like the look of um, A Way Out. Ah, uh, yes. The, the EA um, game made by the same the same dude who did uh, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. Yep. Which it's was a really, really game. unique game. Yeah, where half the controller controlled one of the brothers and the other half controlled the other. And there were loads of very clever storytelling mechanics that used the controls yeah so at various points there'd be things where basically you'd lose control of half the controller and you'd genuinely feel like you'd lost something and it's it's just very clever and this whole game is in co-op it's like a prison break style thing uh the whole game's in co-op can be online or or local split screen and you can't play it not in co-op you have to play it in co-op and there's no doubt in my mind even if you play online you see it's still in split screen. You see what the other player's doing. Yeah. So there's going to be some really clever split screen stuff in there from a storytelling perspective, I believe, uh, anyway. And and I think I'm really excited to play that. I think that looks brilliant. And it's brave doing a co-op only game. Yeah, it's ballsy. It's like, I have a vision for this game. I'm going to do it now. And the, the like actor it. in it looks like um, a Turkish Nathan Drake, which is funny. Yeah, it, a lot of it was very Uncharted 4. Yep. With Sam and Drake, you can't say you have. You haven't played it. You don't get. You're not. You're not one of us. I've played a bit of an Uncharted game. Yeah. I basically know know my stuff. What was your biggest surprise? 
that he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. I. I completely. Ri- I'd completely written it off, and seeing it this time around, I was like, oh, oh, okay, I'm, I'm game. Right. Interesting. Yeah. What yeah. about you? I don't know. I don't know. I think I sort of molded all of my good stuff into into that last point. There are three okay. three games that I'm really coming out of here excited for. Yep. Uh, and then I'm looking forward to a load of... It was just... It was a good E3. It was a good E3. There was lots of stuff in it. And um, and I'm and I'm coming away genu- genuinely quite happy and optimistic. Yeah, some good stuff on the horizon. For the next year of games. Yeah. Was there anything that was super stinky, really bad, that you didn't like? Um, mm, I didn't think anything was glaringly bad. Mm-hmm. I think there was stuff that was middle of the pack. Like Assassin's right. Creed is, it looks good, but obviously there's a lot behind it that could be a bit meh. Right. Um, I thought Anthem as well is as cool as it sounds and looks. Like you said, it's a really highly polished. In fact, one of the few that was a really highly polished vertical slice. So I think that's overselling it a bit. Yeah. And uh, beyond Good and Evil too purely because it was lost on me, the hype and stuff. It was, you know, a mic drop moment that completely passed me by, purely because I, I've i never had a relationship with the the, the first game. Right. Hmm. So. Yeah, I, I don't... I don't know that there was anything that really disappointed me. I was kind of frustrated to see all the Ubisoft open world games are the same. Hmm. Um, but I spoke about that at length anyway. I just, I just think it's tired. It's tired, and I'm tired of it. <laughs> um, so I'll just have to get over it, I suppose. But uh, that was about it. I think it was it was a good E3, on the whole. There were some things that were missing. We were expecting to see maybe a new Batman game, uh, the Red Dead, possibly oh, yeah. maybe an Elder Scrolls title, or maybe some Fallout stuff, but none of that. Um, and that's why Bethesda's conference felt a bit weird, I think, in the end, is that there were no really big, oh my God, things. It was just... Here's half an hour of stuff that you already knew was coming. Oh, we didn't mention Dishonored 2's little... Oh, we didn't. Yeah, that's getting some DLC, but I think I'm... Be- I-, I liked Dishonored 2, but I... It's, it's kind of too late. <laughs> it's I think been it's, a while. I think it, from what I get, I feel like it might be the end of Dishonored. Right. Because it's about killing the outsider who's the guy behind yes. everything in it. So it could be interesting that they're putting that franchise to bed after Dishonored 2. Mm-hmm. So prequels, <laughs> bloody prequels, probably next. Mm. Who knows? But there we are. That's E3. We're now going to move on to some audience questions. <laughs> question time! It's question time. Let's smash these out of the park first, Tarrant. What game would you give to your worst enemy? And this comes from Demaster. Ooh, I really like this uh, question. It's got to be a Leisure Suit Larry for you. Oh, Leisure Suit Larry box office bust is incredibly poor. There's there's a number of movie tie-in games I can think of that would be appalling and, and a real drain on someone's life. It depends. How long do they have to play it for? Because I think My Name is Mayo would be pretty fun. That to was what to I was going to say. Like, I was right? going to say that. Just do they have to play it for six hours. No explanation of what it is or what you have to do. Just here's the game play it yeah my name is mayo <laughs> tap that mayo jar you piece of rubbish 
but yeah. Cool. Next up, Rudy Manchego says, do you think Sony is dropping some of their support from riskier titles such as Rhyme, etc.? And if so, are they shifting strategy? I think they're consolidating a little bit. They seem to be working quite closely with a lot of their own studios. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot less from... They're not as much the kind of indie hub. There was very little indie games at E3 in general yeah. from Sony. I don't I think they're I think they're hedging their bets a little bit. I think they've done the the kind of explosion of, of marketing and and risk taking and now they're they're settling down and consolidating, which I think is a natural natural step at this point in time because you've got to remember in a few years time we're looking at the PS5. Mm-hmm. Quite easily I, I would assume, especially now that the 4K consoles are both out. Yeah. So Yeah, well, do remember that Rhyme was supposedly more dropped uh, in terms of there were some issues with the developers rather than they were concerned it wouldn't perform well. Yes. Um, So that probably plays into it a little bit more. You're right, they aren't pushing indies so much front and centre anymore, but they don't really need to because you already know that you're going to get 99% of indie games, big ones, on PS4 anyway. And uh, a lot of them were actually at Xbox this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that conference did feel like it was never going to end so that's probably more of a detriment <laughs> to the games being shown because people are just tired when they're watching tired yeah, exactly and exactly and then that's not the market I mean Xbox generally doesn't seem to be the market for indie games because PlayStation has the monopoly and has for so long I mean I know a lot of people that are Xbox owners and were really annoyed at the indie games being featured at the conference oh really yeah they're like, what is, what is this trash? Well, a lot of um, indie games on consoles really started on um, on Xbox 360. Yeah, the but PlayStation 4, they really pushed it. They, you know, they had the T-shirts with the We Love Indies and stuff like yeah. that. So, yeah, I think it doesn't need to be said anymore, you know? No need to say, That's I love shoot. you every day, Tarrant. No. We can just do it every other week. You could say it a bit more often to me, though. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> it hurts coming out. The McNoisy says, since working on the podcast, what have you learnt the most and what skills have you improved? Not swearing. Oh, I've been doing podcasts for years. This is just the latest in my harebrained, stupid decisions. <laughs> so I can't say I've honestly improved anything because I'm obviously at my at my peak. There's no, there's yeah, no improvement here. No improvement so this is my here. first one. Uh, yeah, it I was is. A- podcast virgin prior to this so i was like the first couple of episodes i was super nervous about doing it and now it's it's letting that go and kind of realizing that it is just more chat that people mm. happen to listen to in a way yeah You're um, just having a conversation having a, what i've definitely learned is having a structured script with as few spelling mistakes as possible helps because you happen to read things verbatim i do if you put them down and ask me to read them i will read them i do voiceover it's what i do at work <laughs> Yeah, so exactly. If you, if you put it in so. front of me, I'm going to say it. Uh, Kid Freed, do you guys play racing games? What has been the best racing game you've played on any PlayStation console? No, Crash Team Racing. Yeah, I'm No and Need for Speed 2. Ooh, Underground. Yes. Riders on the Storm. The soundtrack for that was insanely good. Yeah, I, I never had it, but my cousin did. And whenever I went to go and see him, he was always playing it. So good. So, so good. That or Burnout 3 Takedown. Oh, yeah, the Burnout games are good. Pure gold, that game. Pure gold. Solid gold. 
Simon Fitzgerald, how often do you use the share button on your controller and what do you use it for? Mainly screenshots or do you share a lot of videos? You save a lot of videos and then show them to me. Yeah, it, it really depends for me. I have the thing set up so it saves every time I get a trophy, but I go through and delete those and only keep mm. the ones where I get the platinum trophy just as a little memento. Depends what I'm playing. Sometimes I'll capture some screenshots. Uh, if yep. I'm playing walking sims, like uh, What Remains of Edith Finch, which was fantastic, I, I did take a fair amount of screenshots in that. Um, yeah. But largely, I will share things that I think are funny, or if something breaks, or if something yeah. is cool. Bugs that's what stuff. I'll use the share button for. Yeah, mainly. I have a bit of a mare with mine, so like I'll be playing Titanfall uh, two, and I'll get an insane run, and I'll be like, "Oh, cool! I'll save that video." And I always forget that you have to press it to start videoing. What? You can't just press it and like it captures it. It saves the video. You have to have started the video and ended the video. What are you talking about? When That's you're trying to... It's exactly how it works. Well, it doesn't work for me. What have you done to it? It's meant, to, it's meant to always be recording. And then yeah, you press that's the what share I thought. Button, and it used to be like that. And then that. it's the last 15. Go into your share settings. You might have done something funky. I always forget the button combinations because I changed it and stuff. And right, now I forget just, the button combinations. So is it long press? Button. Is it double press? Oh, okay. I've never I've never used the, the long or short things like that. I just, I just press the share button after a ridiculous wait because for some reason the PS4 UI is getting very slow at the moment. So, um, so slow. Then it takes so long to load the TV section of stuff. And I went around to my mate's house. He has a PS4 Pro because he's insane and it takes exactly the same amount of time. It's ridiculous. I don't know what they've done to it. Anyway, you press the share button on my end. After a few seconds, the share screen pops up and you can press, you can select to save the screenshot or save the video or start streaming and all that sort of stuff. Just change your settings back to the default. That might, be the, that might be the answer for you. You have to say hello to the uh, Shih Tzus that live next door oh. that you can probably hear because yeah, they bark bit. at like every oh, time. They, they wake me up at like three, four in the morning. They get let out and they do that. And my Awful. window's right above the garden. Awful animals. Murder. Not real Absolute animals murder. they are. They're just little weird. Just get a cat. They're know? noisy clouds. Exactly. If you're going to get a dog, at least get one that looks like a dog. Exactly. But apologies for their, their intrusion. That's fine. Don't worry about it. So coming up last? Finally, Brendan Swartz. Schwartz. 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 What game did you love but hated the ending? Um, I don't know. I, I haven't finished No Man's Sky, but I know how it finishes and I know I'm going to hate it. Yes because the amount of time you put into it. I think that's why I haven't finished it because I'm I'm doing everything but finishing it. Um, so right. I'm ready to hate the ending for that. I can't say that there is a that there's a game that I genuinely enjoyed all the way through and then hated the ending. I think I played plenty of games where I hated the ending, but that was usually a hangover from not really enjoying the rest of the game. Hmm. Um I don't know. I don't know. I can't say that I've honestly ever had that. I didn't like Bloodborne's ending. No? Any of the endings. That now. You turn oh, into the little yeah. worm thing, you turn into... Like, oh, that's just weird Dark Souls yeah. stuff, isn't it? They do that in every game, weird endings. Didn't like that. Didn't like that. Really miffed me off that you become a great one. And, right. But I'm not a great one. I'm not like a big lunar god thing. I'm a little worm. You're yeah. getting there. You're going you're gonna to evolve into a beautiful butterfly lunar god. Oh yeah, they're like undead butterflies. The pilgrim butterflies. Yeah. Same universe confirmed. 
Oh God, yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, but there we go. Thank you so much for those questions. And if you have any more for us, ask them in the Push Square forums. We're under the online and community section and stickied right to the top. Alternatively, you can email us directly on our email address, podcast at pushsquare.com. We also have a Twitter account where you can ask all kinds of things and join in with our little shenanigans. I try and post on there regularly, but I always forget. Yeah. Um, I'm very worried about posting drunk on there, so that might happen one time. Oh, but GIFs, polls, you can control what I play because I generally put that out to Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, follow that as well. That's at Push Square Pod. Yeah, boy. Give that a go too. Amazing. Let's move on to the end of the show. So, that's all we've got time for this month, but be sure to keep it locked to pushsquare.com for the best PlayStation content on the internet in the form of daily news, reviews, features, and more. Yes. And if you'd rather... <laughs> if you'd rather that content... I'm, I'm on it. If you'd rather come... That bloody hell. If you'd rather that content come straight to your social media feeds, then follow us on Twitter at pushsquare or find us on facebook.com forward slash pushsquare. And if you want to see rather than read because you're lazy like me, head to youtube.com forward slash pushsquare where you can find streams, vlogs, and other video form shenanigans. Tarrant, what if they'd like to hear more from us? Well, the Pushsquare podcast can be found on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes, where a five-star review of our hard work would be super appreciated. And if you want to catch up on any of the older shows, you can go to pushsquare.com forward slash podcast, and there's an archive of everything we've ever done before. Wonderful. Wonderful stuff. And make sure you keep it locked to pushsquare.com, the best PlayStation site on the internet. And if anyone tells you otherwise, you can punch them in the face. That's That's a a rule. Wonderful. We got there. Another year, another E3. We survived. I mean, it is almost halfway through June, so we may end up waiting until mid-July to do the next one. But we will be back. We We will will be be back. back. We will. Tarrant, thank you so much for talking to me today. Thank you very much for listening, Potter. And uh, thank you, everybody else, for listening as well. We love you. Bye! Thank you for listening to the Push Square Podcast. For the latest PlayStation news, reviews, and features, visit www.pushsquare.com. (laughs) 